you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps. With me, Kevin, Pennsylvania. What's going on, brother? Well, brother, it's good to be on here today. I appreciate this opportunity as always. I'm in Pennsylvania on a cold, fairly wet uh, day and just happy to be serving the Lord, thankful to have something to do in his vineyard. Wow. You know, I'm here in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and this Friday we we fly to Hawaii in the morning, my wife, my youngest son, and I, and uh, uh, I was watching the weather report, and around noontime on Friday, we're getting two to four inches of rain, and then expected and following Monday, we're getting snow. Uh, so it's a good time to be going to Hawaii is the way I look at it, but uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm out of that. Well, folks, listen, it's an honor that we could come across, that we can come across your airwaves. It's an honor that you've tuned us in, and we're thrilled about that. I can't believe, Kevin, it's December. I'm all messed up with that, and man, December, I don't know where the first 11 months went so quickly. This has been a year that has just flown by. I was writing my prayer letter today, looking at the churches I've been in, the things I've done, how good God's been to me. I know Kevin would say the same thing to you. And uh, we're going to skip the trivia for this week. This week's going to be a non-trivia week, but we're going to start off and we're going to hop right into the word honesty. I'll tell you, I don't know if it's just me, but peeps with PTSD, people lie to us, they mock us. It's almost like, you know, people make the mistake of thinking those of us with PTSD are weak. People make the mistake to think those of us with PTSD are, uh, are not every bit as much of a, a warrior or whatever that they are. That's a mistake, brethren, and I want you to know that you are. And uh, one of the things that all of us have to work on, I don't care whether you have PTSD, you're just hanging out with us for because you think we're cool or you, you know people with PTSD or whatever the case may be, we got to always be honest, honest to the letter. And don't worry about the knuckleheads. They're there. They've heard us. They've been there. They're not going anywhere. They're knuckleheads. We get that. And, uh, but honesty is so important to be honest, to stand upright. And, you know, I've never regretted being honest. I know it's hard sometimes to tell the truth and, uh, somewhere along and just like every one of us, I, I haven't always been honest. I try to be in principle. I try real hard. And, uh, you know, I, I try not to tell white lies. I always try to do the right thing, but it's something we have to pray about. The Bible says over in Proverbs twelve twenty two that lion lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are his delight. I love that Hebrew poetry. So lion lips are bad. They're an abomination. They're terrible. They're unacceptable. God hates them. But those that deal truly those that deal truly are his delight and 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 uh, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free so we know god's the truth and we know his truth shall set us free so i you know i think kevin we have the greatest example on truth we have the greatest example on integrity we have the greatest example at standing up and doing the right thing yeah jesus christ was the ultimate example. He was the target that we should all strive for. In fact, just like you said, I've not always been honest. When you look at Jesus Christ, I think you come up with the fact that I'm not like him, but boy, uh, you know, there's, there's something about him. I want to be like him. And he was totally honest. He, He wanted every situation, just walking the truth. 
you know, Paul put it this way, 2 Corinthians 1.12, for our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not in fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you words. So he's talking to the church and he's saying, you know what? More abundantly to you, but to everyone in general, I I rejoice. This is my rejoicing. This is kind of the baseline of my rejoicing is my conscience testimony. It's always bearing me witness. And it's bearing witness to the world that I'm not I'm not hiding anything. And, you, you know, Doug, honesty is so important if you're going through PTSD. I know I went through, you know, I just kind of woke up one day and it was the worst day of my life, which turned out to be the worst season of my life. And what can you do in a time like that? I think one of the things that God brought me to is, you know what, <clears throat> no matter what happened, no matter what will happen, I'm going to walk the truth. Yeah. And I haven't always done it like Jesus, but it sure did help when I, when I, in a situation, left the situation, when in a time of difficulty, left the difficulty, said, you know what, as far as I know, I walked the truth. I told people what is true. The testimony that I gave was of a clear conscience. You know, Paul said, my brother and I have lived in all clear conscience under this day. We have, um, we have a conscience that registers honest, dishonest. It's kind of a switch. You know, you, you were honest or you weren't totally honest in that statement. And, you know, to be honest, uh, <laughs> sometimes my switch, sometimes the switch is like, you know what? You weren't 100% honest. And sometimes you have to, you know, just ask yourself, are you volunteering too much information? information. So I, I get that TMI is, is not honesty, giving every detail, airing your dirty laundry. That's not honesty, but Paul did say this, he rejoiced because in every situation, his conscience was not bothering him that he had an alternate agenda and that he was actually using people. And, you know, that, that day I woke up and I said, boy, things are going to be always different from now on in my life. The old, everything is, is going to be changed radically. It was really cool to recognize by the grace of God, by the blood of Jesus Christ, the same conscience that was made pure by the blood of Jesus can be had every day. As I said, like a baseline, something I could wake up to every day and say, you know what? I have an opportunity today to walk into every new situation and walk the truth and just tell them the truth. And if someone says, tell me what happened, give me the facts. Okay, here's the facts as I understand it. And uh, brother, there's something good when you come out of that rejoicing with that kind of situation. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, Doug. What do you think? Well, I, I know this. Uh, unfortunately, I've worked for liars. One tried to ruin my ministry uh, a few years back. And 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 here's the thing uh, uh, for those folks, you know, who are listening, just because somebody else does something wrong doesn't mean that we're going to follow up with a, a another lie or something bigger or some way to hammer them. The truth will always win the day. I worked for like the world's biggest liar before, before I started Wounded Spirits and had a great pastor for many years and then someone took his place and he couldn't keep up with his lies and the things that he was saying and I felt bad for him and I feel bad for people who get caught up and hung up in lies 
lies and get hung up with things sideways and things of that nature. And, and brethren, you know, the Bible says, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul speaking there in 2 Corinthians 8 says, providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And, and let me tell you, you know, let integrity be a watchword. Let honesty be a watchword, not because of us, but because of what God has done for us. And uh, he is truth. He alone is truth. He stands on truth. And and uh, righteous lips are the delight of kings. And they that love him that speaketh right. And they love him that speak right over in Proverbs 16, 13. So over and over again, the Bible's given us some rules. And the rules are this. Uh, God loves when you speak truth. God loves when you stand up even when it hurts. God loves when you just tell all honest to goodness truth. And this I know, folks, as being a biblical counselor, I'll, I'll tell you this, in all honesty, probably I preach more people to more people or counsel to more people that have dealt with um, marriage problems than anything else. So marriage has been the number one thing. You put a check next to that. And, and you know, of course, you know, you got pornography and things like that. But if you go back and you look at what Everything that causes marriage problems is this. It's communications. It's honesty. People not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings. People not wanting to let them know they spend money. People want, you know, not wanting to not wanting to let people know, well, this is really the way I feel. Uh, this is really, and, and I, and I found it's not a gender thing. Some people say, well, well, women don't want to hurt people's feelings. Listen, nobody wants to hurt people's feelings, but it's, you know, what hurts your feelings worse than anything is being lied to. And when you try to put together a lie and you realize someone lied to you, it's like having your feet cut out from underneath you. It's like, holy Toledo, what yeah. in the world has happened to me? And, and, and brethren, just provide for things that are honest. Provide honest things and provide integrity. And, and, and sometimes, you know, it's okay to say something like, well, hey, you know, I, I really don't want to talk about that today. I'm still, you know, use that word process or reflect or some of those things. Those are good. I'm always telling Kevin, if someone tells me they're processing something or going through something, I feel like they're in better shape than people who say, wow, I just got hammered. I don't know what in the world to do. Uh, so I mean, sometimes it's all right to say, listen, I'm, I'm processing this, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm reflecting on this. I'm going through this without necessarily telling a lie. So be honest. That's the bottom line. So as we talk about honesty, it just to us, be honest, be honest above things. And, 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 you know, Kevin, I, I was talking to this little boy this weekend. I ran into him at church and his name's Johnny. I said, Johnny, I said, what are you thankful for? You know, on Thanksgiving weekend, I said, Johnny, what are you thankful for? And he reflected and he sat there for a minute and it, it was almost, it was deafening the silence there for about 30 seconds. And he looked back at me and said, I'm thankful I'm not a turkey. So, you know, be honest. <laughs> and, and be thankful you're not a turkey folks we'll be right back with you hang with us we're gonna let the stations do what they do doug will return shortly meanwhile you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements Well, folks, thanks for hanging with us as we move forward here. We find ourselves continuing on with the life of Christ and putting all things together and, and uh, allowing God to use them in our hearts and in our minds. And the Bible says in John 14, starting in verse 22, 
Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot. So right away the Bible's saying there's a couple of Judases involved, but this one is the good one. And, you know, I looked up, Kevin, I looked up the word Judas. And, you know, before Judas uh, was a traitor and sold out Christ and made money and all that things, the name Judas was actually a clear view. It actually stood for integrity. It stood for honesty. It stood for doing the right thing. Judas was a really good name, but, yet, you know, it's, it's not the name that makes a person it's the person that makes a name. That's why honesty is so important. But it says, Jesus, Judas saith unto him in verse 22, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that, that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, not unto the world? Jesus answered and saith unto them, unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. And, and you know, if you look at these verses, well, we know right away that this question from Judas, right? He's asking a question. He really wants to know, God, how's this all going to work out? And, and Judas, uh, you know, I think this Judas here is really sincere with his question. I think it's a question that I would probably ask. And, uh, and, and, but you know, what's so cool here, Kevin, is the Lord responds when it, where he's emphasizing the importance of, of being love, of having love, being loving, having obedience, keeping his words. He's suggesting that, you know, that this genuine love or whatever you want to call it with Christ is intimately connected to him. We're going to see in a little while, we know it's intimately connected with the Holy Spirit, but, but there's this condition of love, Kevin. There's this condition when you have that condition, there's an obedience that comes, right? Of course, his love is is unconditional, but his blessing, of course, is is conditional. And um, his his um, his love here, where it says, "He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings," with the word which you hear is mine. This verse. Did you read verse twenty four? I want to make sure I'm not getting ahead of us ahead of our reading today. Yes, I but, did. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. But uh, and then verse twenty three: If a man love me, will keep my words. Father will love him and will come unto him. So the condition that you're talking about there, yeah, my father will love him if a man love me. You know, the 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 love him is that special love that he has for his own, of course, wow. where he he will love him and will come unto him. So, you know, it's there's that special love where you um, husband to wife type where you reveal yourself in a special, you know, in a way that you're disclosing your real heart, your real self. And there's that, you know, Jesus Christ loves his bride and his bride are the, are the saved people collectively. And they're going to be united in the church, the general church, you know, the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. So in heaven, it's going to be assembled right now. we got these local churches, but, um, we uh, even on earth, you know, if you're saved, God w- will love you and will come to you. And he, he's talking prophetically will come to you, I believe, Doug, because um, this whole context is I'm leaving and in my place, I'm sending myself. I'm coming again. Is what he. I'm trying to think of the scripture where he says it. We already read it. I think it was last week that uh, I'm going away, 
but I'm coming back, but it's not going to be the same as before because he, I, the spirit has been with you in my person and will be in you. So I'm going to come and live in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so that's what he's talking about here, that special love. And I tell you what, I've talked to people, Doug, and I'm sure you have too. You lead them to the Lord or you you talk to them right after they got saved and they say, my heart filled with love. It was like my heart filled with love. And you know what it's like when you yeah. have that first Twitter-pated love, man yeah. to woman, woman to man, that first exciting, like, I'm loved. He loves me. She loves me. You know, when you're just sure when the petals of the of the flower are real, <laughs> that it's not just by chance, that it's not just flower petals, that it's real. Man, it's exciting to when you just feel God's love and yeah, my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. So this is talking about post-Pentecost when the abode of Jesus Christ will be inside of us. So that is a presence that had not been experienced before. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit, yeah. he would come on you, but now he's coming in you and is actually going to make his abode. So similar, similarly, as you mentioned Judas, just like Judas, which by the way is 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 the New Testament term for Judah, the tribe of Judah. So you're right; it's a, you know, the lion of the tribe of Judas. Wow, it was a, it was a character character name. Strength, but, clarity. Yeah, yeah. yeah there. Yeah, wow. I didn't even know the exact definition. So, but that to to recognize that in the Old Testament, um, Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, the Holy Spirit excuse me, would come upon people, but in the New Testament, he lives inside of people. And just like Judas was inhabited by Satan, where it says that the devil entered into Satan, I believe he was demon-possessed, which tells us, by the way, that a demon-possessed person does not necessarily act the same in every case, because Judas being demon-possessed was simply a very greedy, treacherous, traitor, backbiting uh, person, very hurtful person. And he got people killed. And certainly we've seen that in, in this news from Israel lately, some of these people, but um, they can be, they can have women and children. In other words, they can have a family. These can be a family person, but there's a side of them that's satanic. And the spirit of God now comes into us and the wicked one toucheth us not. He's inside of every believer indwelling us and Satan cannot inhabit us. And uh, what a difference, Doug, with the love of God living on the inside. Yeah, that's for sure. And and I'm glad you covered, speaking of the abode, the coming and dwelling that uh, Christ is telling them about. But, you know, and, and you either reject Christ or you don't. I mean, it's pretty clear. So uh, there's no confusion, I think, biblically, uh, obviously not one iota. The confusion is in us and our love for him and our obedience for him and to follow. So there's a role uh, for every Christian in love and obedience. There's a promise of God's presence in our life. I'm pretty stoked up about that. Uh, it's already there in the Holy Spirit of God. And But don't reject his message. And there's no need to be confused. I was thinking when you said, remember your first love. And I, I went back and I was thinking of that old song. Remember that old song? I've had the blues, the reds, and the pinks. And 
all I can say is I love don't stinks. Remember that one. You don't remember that song? Love stinks. You're older than yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> about ten months or something. But yeah. anyway, folks, listen. We sure do love you. We appreciate you tuning us in today. And love doesn't stink if it comes from God. If there's anything we could do for you, let us know. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.